This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Assalamu alaikum, hello Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Fertility rates in the UAE have fallen by 160% from 1960 to 2017, while the demand for in vitro fertilization has gone up considerably. In almost 50% of cases, male infertility is the reason for couples to seek treatment. Today, we're going to be looking at the factors that are influencing your ability to have a baby and the ones that you may not have even considered could be getting in your way. Dr. Manisha Amish Pavawankar from Astro Clinic Abu Shagara is here to talk what you need to know when it comes to conceiving from both the male and female perspectives. You can send in your questions for Dr. Manisha now on 4215 via text or get in touch on Instagram at Pulse95 Radio. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse95. Now, if you and your partner are trying to have a baby, but maybe you haven't been able to, you might start to wonder if you should be getting fertility tests. And while we normally think of fertility issues as having to do with women, in almost 50% of cases, male infertility is in fact the reason for couples to seek fertility treatment. What are the things that you need to know before trying for a baby? Dr. Manisha from Astor Clinic Abu Shagara is here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to have you with us. Now, um, first of all, Dr. Manisha, I think it's important for us to to kind of talk about what infertility is because people might be trying to have a baby um, and they everything might be completely normal, but they might be worrying for no reason. So let's talk about when it starts to be uh, issues of infertility. Scientifically, we say the definition of infertility is the couple who is not able to conceive even after having the regular unprotected relationship for the period of one year. So even after the one year, they are not able to conceive, then they are supposed to meet us. It's like that. So then we divide the causes. The couple comes up after one one, one year is the actually period before the age of 30. When you cross the age of 30 or 35, the period reduces. It Mm. comes down to six months. So even after having the regular relationships, and without any unprotected, without any protection, if you cannot conceive, you should meet the doctor to rule out the causes of infertility. Mm-hmm. Fertility, as such, we divided it into female infertility and male infertility, which are both are fifty fifty percent. So it's so it's definitely um, a year that you should be looking at. Yes, before the age of thirty five. Before the age of thirty five. And after the age of thirty five. It should be a six month. People should not wait more than six months. Uh, it's interesting to note here as well, however, that, um, you know, we always talk about the female biological clock, right? Yes. And how, you know, time is ticking and time's running out. But actually, uh, the same can be said for men, can't it? Uh, now the situation has been changed for the men. Mm-hmm. Previously, the men infertility or male infertility was not that often. But the environmental causes, then certain uh, stress level conditions, um, diet issues has really affected the male infertility as well. Mm. So even the male has to account for all these uh, things before uh, uh, taking a look that they are okay. 
Yeah, yeah. And they are okay. And time can also affect men as well because after the age of 45, hmm. then sperm count just naturally declines as well. It uh, may not be the sperm count, but it may be the uh, defect in the sperm as well. It is the DNA fragmentation which occurs as the age increases. That's so interesting. So as time goes by, hmm. uh there are kind of defects that happen with the sperm yes. as well. The sperm morphology changes, sperm DNA fragmentation occurs, and which may lead to unexplained infertility. Because for us uh, men, one sperm, a good quality sperm is required to uh, make the female uh, conceived. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the quality of a sperm does matter for the infertility or to rule out the uh, infertility causes. Okay, so let's take a look now uh, at the kind of factors that can influence fertility or otherwise. So so what are we thinking? What should we be thinking about here? See, first of all, when the comp- couple comes up, we just uh, take the detailed examination, t- t- take the detailed history of a couple. Mm-hmm. So in a way, we first of all rule out the causes. The female causes are different and the male causes of infertility are different. The female causes usually anatomically we divide as the anatomical structure of the female, of a female reproductive system. Mm-hmm. So it may be ovarian causes, it may be fallopian tubal causes, cerv- cervical causes and uterine causes and then the psychological causes. So the ovulatory causes are ov- mainly the ovulatory disorders mainly related to anovulation. So it comes the polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is very well talked, very well known to all people. Polycystic ovarian syndrome leads to anovulation and in a way it causes a defect in menstrual cycle also. And in a way it affects the conception. So anovulation can uh, can be due to polycystic ovarian syndrome and as the woman advances with the age, when the age crosses 35 years, the anovulation starts increasing because the ovarian reserve reduces. Mm. So this is one of the important reasons for the ovulatory causes. So polycystic ovarian syndrome, that's a common one that you see? Common one. It is usually we are seeing now in young age group, very much young age group. So what, what age group are you looking at here? It, it actually starts by the uh, 18 years of age also. So in the teens even? Yes, even in the teens. Even in, in the teens you can be uh, diagnosed with polycystic o- ovarian syndrome? Yes, yes. Okay. It is very common. That's a very important one. Just briefly explain to us for those who you know haven't maybe seen this or maybe ha- are experiencing uh, irregular uh, periods of menstruation. Hmm who might actually have polycystic ovarian syndrome but haven't haven't been diagnosed because from what i know um, this is something that that is sometimes completely misdiagnosed for women no it is uh, in a way maybe the early start or maybe the irregularity of a menses mm-hmm. uh, may leading to polycystic ovarian syndrome right so we have to decide Thus, there are certain criteria for the polycystic ovarian disease. The first and most important is the irregular menses. Okay. The woman or a, a young girl who comes up with the irregularity in a menses, we have to divide it. Like whether it is the hormonal imbalance which has occurred mainly because the uh, HPA axis, what we say, mm. uh, hypothalamopituitary axis has been not developed because of her age in younger age group. Mm-hmm. Or it is because of polycystic ovarian disease. Polycystic develops little bit older age group. Mm-hmm. It is not at the very young age group. Right. So the girl who starts having the menses at early age, 11 years or 10 years, she will not be coated as polycystic. Mm -hmm. She might be having genetic predisposition for the polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that right now she has developed the polycystic ovarian syndrome. So right now it is only the 
regulatory uh, hormone level has been not regularized properly yeah. because it is not matured enough so the young girls they are getting anovulation because of immaturity of a hpa axis so this we just leave it we allow that young lady to develop herself bodily physically mentally everywhere and then automatically we see till the age of 16 to 18 years the regularity is happening or not happening mm-hmm. till that time no touching is done for the young girls yeah yeah and in spite of having uh, the crossing the age above the 18 years then the lady has to be investigated further mm-hmm. so now after the age of younger she has been already full blown lady because you need to you need to let everything develop and th- this yes, is really important yes. not to worry beforehand because uh, you should yeah. have the control of from brain to hypothalamus from hypothalamus to pituitary to ovary these are the three things which actually regulate your menses yes so if there is no uh, control or no balance happening between all these three axes then you will not get the menses it's like that okay so mm. th- these are the kind of factors that we're going back a little bit now in terms of uh, you know what is it that uh, that affects uh, female fertility polycystic ovarian syndrome being uh, definitely a big one uh, to consider one of the most common causes uh, we'd love for you to get in touch with your questions uh, and in fact Leila has texted in saying uh, I'm 25 years of age and my husband and I have been trying to have a baby uh, for 10 months now but there is nothing I don't have polycystic ov- ovarian syndrome uh, we want to come back and talk about that next with Dr. Manisha that's uh, coming up on Life Beats on Pulse 95 This is Pulse 95 You're listening to the Life Beats podcast Life Beats Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95 95 We're talking infertility with Dr. Manisha. Now, Dr. Manisha, uh, we've actually got questions coming in for you. Leila, who's asking, I'm 25 years of age and my husband and I have been trying to have a baby for 10 months now, but there is nothing. She says, I don't have. She heard you talking about polycystic ovarian syndrome. She says, I don't have that. Um, so she's wondering what they can do about it now. Something interesting that you uh said to me you know because I, the question is you know after 12 months uh, you would be advising both the man and the woman to go in for testing right yes after one year of a period if the woman is having regular uh, relationship and uh, regular menstrual cycle uh, then both the man and woman has to be examined mm-hmm. they are we are certain questions for the their uh, regular relationship uh, phase and then we go ahead with the examination yes. because it is not the only ovary or imbalance in hormone which causes the infertility for a female there are certain tubal factor infertility there are certain uterine factor infertility so in that tubal factor is a blocked tube which might be congenitally blocked tube or it might be blocked because of some infections which has happened before some uh, infections like chlamydia gonorrhea which she might have been faced before Mm-hmm. and that has really caused the inflammation and scarring of a fallopian tubes and uh, tubes are been affected tubes are such a important organ which actually allows where the fert- uh, fertilization occurs mm-hmm. like the sperms enters into the vagina passes uterine cavity and through the fallopian tube it reaches the egg right so this mm-hmm. is incredibly important uh, but at the same time uh, you know for men to be checked first actually saves a whole lot of trouble yes 
usually the couple comes up whenever they tells us that they are unable to conceive even after one year so we advise that male has to be tested first mm-hmm. because for a men it is a non invasive test it is very simple test they have to give the semen in a sample and, and actually it rules out around 80 to 90% of the causes behind the male infertility one a- semen analysis one semen al- analysis rules out 80 to 90% of possible causes for infertility. So actually it would be advised for the man to get tested first. Yes. And then definitely. for his wife to get tested because mm-hmm. um like you say, you know, it's non-invasive for the men, but actually for the women testing for the women is actually quite invasive. It's an invasive process. Yes. But uh grossly we do check the female. Mm-hmm. Clinical examination has to be done mm-hmm. to rule out any uterine anomalies like she must be carrying some fibroid or she might be having some ovarian cyst or anything any infection present inside the uterus so these might affect the fertility of a woman as well so when the couple comes we examine the female as well so female has been examination is done completely and for a male the semen analysis has been advised right talk to us about the psychological factors because uh, you know something that we don't think about as much See nowadays psychological is the one thing which has affected all over your body yeah. everywhere every part whenever you land up in any kind of a stress it actually increases your cortisol level so this is we're talking about stress here yes. because sometimes uh, well often times you find couples who you know feel under pressure Hmm. to have children within a certain amount of time because they're afraid that they'll run out of time they're afraid because time plays a very important role in this or they have pressure from their families or whatever it is you know and that can really i- impact what yes, happens yes now it, the era has come up you know they uh, they are waiting 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 for a longer time to finish up you know uh, achieve a career goal first and then they think about the baby so when you are thinking about the baby later in sti- stage of your life then actually the trouble starts actually about the age of 30 35 years your number of eggs has been reduced drastically so now you are less number of eggs you are having some other issues the stress issues has already hampered your health also because this high level of cortisol hormone it causes uh, low level lowering of fsh and lh which are gonadotrophins which are important for the ovulation so they are being affected and then the anovulation starts that ovulatory disorder starts so patient cannot conceive because there is no ovulation no egg rupture happening mm-hmm. because of stress so this might be the one important leading cause of the infertility so people has to be stress free they have to be made uh, relax for a mind you know from a mind and then some other health issues has to be taken care of yeah 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 exactly and we're going to be uh, talking about those uh, coming up next we're going to be talking about uh, those health issues that we should be thinking about which include nutrition uh, which include you know de-stressing our lives it's so funny because when you say to someone you have to stop stressing it's like you stress even more about the whole situation that's don't true. you that's true but it's it's a very important factor in this whole mm-hmm. thing it's almost like you have to forget about it for it to just for it 
to take its course and happen. Uh, but we are talking fertility, infertility. Sarvesh has also texted in uh, on 4215. He said that uh, he and his wife are also having issues getting pregnant. So he's asking uh, what can be done. Uh, so we want to come back with you in just a moment, Dr. Manisha, and talk a bit more about uh, treatment as well. What can be done uh, when there are issues where fertility is concerned. More next on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa Only on Pulse95. 95. 95. Yes, we're talking uh, infertility today and a lot of you texting in uh, with your own experiences and issues. Savesh, thank you so much for your text. Uh, on 4215, asking uh, about him and his wife trying to have a baby uh, and uh, having issues getting pregnant. He's asking, can the problem be me? Uh, and he's also asking what they can do uh, about it. Uh, we've mentioned uh, certain types of testing for both men and women already, Dr. Manisha. Uh, but I want you to talk to us about the hormonal testing that happens as well and, and why that's important. See, without testing, how one can diagnose infertility? That's the first thing. So the testing starts with the examination of a patient. Mm-hmm. Examination of a female especially. Uh, it's a clinical examination. We rule out any abnormality. Then second most comes is a sonography or transvaginal scanning which is actually a key which plays key important role in detecting all the abnormality which rules out uterine abnormalities then uh, we look for the ovarian cyst it also we do the number of eggs present in each ovary that counting is done which is known as antral follicular counting is done Mm -hmm. which gives us the idea how much is the ovarian reserve that woman has it how many eggs are present inside the ovary whether the uh, woman is polycystic or whether she is having lesser number of eggs right so that Transvaginal scanning gives the little bit brief idea about it, a hormonal picture of a woman. And for a male, as I told you, is a semen analysis. Mm-hmm. Then further, we go ahead for both the both of them is a hormonal testing, which includes the thyroid, and that is a th- thyroid hormone, then prolactin hormone, because these are the t- two important diseases, thyroid disorders and prolactin disorders, which affects the ovulation in females and it affects the uh, sperm count and sperm motility in men. So thyroid disorders? Thyroid disorders and, and the prolactin levels. Prolactin levels. Yes. Two very important things that need to be measured here. Two important things. And, you know, in terms of when we talk about, you know, the thyroid, how does that influence the whole thing? Thyroid is also secreted from anterior pituitary where the gonadotrops has been secreted. Mm-hmm. So whenever any changes in uh, thyroid level, it may lead to the defect in uh, gonadotrop secretions. So we call it as FSH and LH, which are the ruling uh, hormone, which causes the egg development, egg maturation, and then the egg release from the ovary. Mm -hmm. So this pathway has been disturbed at the pituitary level. So the woman may not get the ovulation because of thyroid disorders. Any hypothyroidism or hyperthyroidism affects the menstrual uh, cycle. Right. In terms of obesity, in terms of diabetes, these are all factors as well uh, that we really need to be thinking about too. Yes. How does that affect it? Diabetes as such, when the woman is overweight, Mm -hmm. she is having more number of fat cells. More number of fat cells leads to more number of a leptin hormone. Leptin hormone has effect on uh, gonadotropin releasing hormone. It suppresses that GnRH and thereby it suppresses again the FSH and LH. 
so patient again land up in having anovulation that is no ovulation so diabetes or leads to the increase obesity or obesity may lead so it is like you know hand in hand goes alternating it's like a vicious cycle those who are obese who are prone to get the diabetes and those who are diabetic they tend to get the more number of fat cells because the fat has been accumulated inside their body right so th- th- this is fine. i mean we know that you can't gr- get rid of your fat cells that's it. you can only no, shrink you them. have to get away with the fat cells only with the diet and exercise yeah. these are the two options you have it you can only shrink your fat cells exactly. so um so if you're looking at having a baby savesh uh, you know all of this uh, advice is for you as well as well as everybody else uh, who's listening definitely uh, thinking about diet thinking about exercise yes that exercise is the behavioral is in- modification is required yeah exercise is interesting because um it's said that if you do too much of high intensity exercise that, that is affect. also not good too much high intensity exercise is actually not advisable because again it causes releases the cortisol hormone mm. and again it affects the physical normal it is a moderate amount of exercise along with the diet and along with your routine uh, reduction of a stress level helps the uh, couple to have a normal fertility Amazing. Okay, so let's start looking at treatments, Dr. Manisha. Okay. What can people do? IVF is is something that comes up, you know, time and time again, but that's not always an easy option, is it? No, not like that. Patient uh, we actually distribute the class of a patient like you know, patient couple comes up uh, with the infertility. Mm-hmm. How long the infertility period? What is the age of the patient? How early uh, they need the pregnancy? Everything all the factors are important. We don't uh, push the patient directly for the IVF. It is just the examination of a patient. We have to rule out the other causes, as I said to you, thyroid disorders and then prolactin disorders, diabetes, sugar. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be treated until and unless all these things are sorted out and on their own position. Yeah, even the IVF will not going to help it. Mm-hmm. So other things are when corrected, then we go for the ovulation studies, right. like ovulation induction. We go to it mm-hmm. first. We uh, do it in a general gynae cycle uh, gynecologist. They start with the clomiphen or letrozole. These are the drug. which has been given and in addition to that if the patient are not responding to that then we add some uh, gonadotrophins like hmg and all we are adding okay then in spite of having hmg and clomiphen patient is not able to conceive and even the certain other causes like male infertility causes are present along with it then patient is asked to go for the in vitro fertilization that is outside uh, in vitro is means outside the body mm-hmm. has been asked So we don't push the patient immediately go for the IVF. We have to do try out the other simple steps first. So step one comes ovulation induction. After ruling out any other causes like you know all the disorders, semen analysis has come normal. Patient is having only just the uh, anovulation has been detected. Her tubal factor uh, abnormality has been ruled out. There is no tubal blockage present. Right. Then we go for the ovulation inducing agent. Mm-hmm. Then if she is ovulating after that, we try out with one, two, three cycle. as we say you know how we calculate the one year of infertility period is the even the normal ovulating normal couple for first month conception rate is 18% mm-hmm. for the second month it becomes 23 to 25% mm-hmm. third month it becomes 45 and in a way in a whole year the fertility becomes 100% mm-hmm. so that's the reason our definition comes within within a year the couple has to conceive yeah so for a normal couple we are giving one year period and the person who was not ovulating before don't expect immediate in one month result mm-hmm. that first month 
even though the lady ovulates after the whole of a treatment her body has to go in that cycle in that motion so she may require one successive ovulation after the second ovulation after the third ovulation we might get it after six or seventh ovulation also wow it's like that but they need the consistency they need to have a belief with the doctor and they need to uh, have first and most important is stress free that's the most important thing think about you know uh, reducing your stress levels first uh, good nutrition we're going to come to that next as well and uh, continue to talk about the kind of treatments uh, to be seeking and from you Dr. Manisha I think uh, what we need to cover as well next is the kind of questions that the patients should be asking you know about their situation and about what's possible more to come on Life Beats right after this this is Pulse 95 you're listening to the Life Beats podcast Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. We're back with Dr. Manisha talking all, all things infertility. Uh, a really interesting discussion about all those factors that can influence that uh, some of them we may not even realize. We've been talking about IVF uh, and uh, the success rate, Dr. M- Manisha. It's interesting because people think that, okay, I can just, you know, there's all the technology now and I can... I can just go whenever I need to to have a baby. There's IVF and whatever, and they expect results, and they expect results quite instantly, don't they? They do expect the result because uh, at the point they when they are coming, they are really in hurry to get pregnant fast. Mm. So usually it is late. Usually when they come up is late, later stage of a life. So when you are expecting the pregnancy rate has to be 100% at the age of 35 and 40 it's really a wrong thing you are expecting so if you expect the pregnancy to be happen with IVF 100% it is ideal age will be around 25 mm-hmm. even for the IVF even for IVF yes you you're saying Because 25 the quality of a egg quality of a sperm does matter and your aging actually reduces the quality of a egg wow. your quality of a sperm So when you are coming up at the age of 35, 40 and expect that IVF gives you 100% result, that is wrong. It gives you around 40 to 60% according to the experienced IVF specialist. 40 to 60%? 40 to 60% success rate. Okay. All right. So uh, in terms of uh, other treatments uh, that we can look at, an interesting, you know, this is something that we alluded to earlier, that there is there are new studies uh, that talk about the things that can influence Um, fertility in men so uh, according uh, to one team of researchers uh, in this particular study um, they show that in the past 80 years there has been a 50% global reduction in sperm quality they couldn't figure out why it was happening until they looked at dogs um, and that was an important clue because in 2016 a team of uh, at the University of Nottingham found that sperm quality had also taken a plummet in domestic dogs over the course of several decades. So, what they realized it was in fact uh, down to chemicals that are found in the home. Tell us a little bit more about this. See, these are called as organic chemicals. Mm. Uh usually they are plasticizers, some of the glues, paints uh which can be used daily. They might be present uh, in your daily life. Use of a plasticizer. it affects the uh, sperm uh, quality it reduces the sperm motility 
and it also affects the female also in a way uh, some edc uh, alters the hormonal function in females especially while uh, the thalates and uv filter benzophenone 2 it affects the fertility in men as well so these are the things which are routinely present in all our uh, environment especially at house also in the industrial areas also and in a air we breathe in It's just so interesting because uh, these were chemicals, as you say, the common plasticizer DEHP, hmm. commonly found in carpets, flooring, yes. clothing, yes, toys, um, which leach into our food and drink. It's just and it affects our immune system. It affects your hormonal system. It affects everything, including hmm. fertility, as we're talking about here. The other one being uh, polychlorinated biphenyl. One five three, which uh, belongs to a group of industrial chemicals found to be persistent organic pollutants in yes. the nineteen sixties and seventies. I just can't believe that we're still using these chemicals. So the concept has come up now. You have to shift back to the organic one. Yes. Yeah. That is so important because we think uh, when we talk about organic, we think about organic food. Not only organic food; it must be the plate, it must be the spoon which we are using it. it is not the food because whenever we are using any plastic things we are actually introducing ourselves uh, this organic chemical inside your mouth so we should change it. over you have to change over over there also yes cuz think about it you know when we eat takeaway food for example you're using those plastic forks yes. and plastic plates um get rid of them i think it really is the answer isn't it yes definitely as if, yes as if we didn't hate plastic enough already <laughs> yes it's just another reason to just get rid of it altogether yeah, plastic has to be discarded from our whole of life mm. that is the important one and then the things are coming up they are using some the natural uh, tree things which are used as a you know some tree fibers have been used some of the coconut fiber has been used to make the spoons and uh, the plates and all that has to be uh, allowed in our daily life mm-hmm. and that has been promoted to be in our daily life i think that's brilliant mm-hmm. i know i've seen be, been seeing more and more like there are the wooden ones and there are even edible ones yes. that are all made out of you know natural and organic materials as well yes you so should go ahead with it definitely invest in it It is worth it, um, particularly when it prevents things. But it like has this. to start from the children' age. Now it has already affected you up to the age of your thirty, thirty-five. The start has to done right now, today itself. Then you will be able to save our future generation also. That is so important. That's a great point. Start with your kids, because you know all of these effects from these chemicals and these everything plastics, is affected. That you know, this happens quite early in life, doesn't it? Yes, definitely. It's funny because you know, I'm, I'm just thinking. You know, we give our children plastic cups and plastic spoons and plastic plates, and we put the hot food on it, and then all of the chemicals start yeah. reacting. Again, there is some poisonous reaction is also happening, and that leads to toxicity in our body. Oh gosh, this is vital, so important. So I'm really glad you brought that up. But so let's talk very briefly in the last. couple of minutes two minutes we've got uh just about nutrition the importance of of nutrition the food we should be eating uh you know what is going to promote uh, health and fertility see healthy food as a such addition of a vitamin c vitamin d supplementation zinc is the one thing which is actually required for the male infertility it zinc. actually boosts up the sperm uh, motility and sperm count so these things has to be added zinc usually we get it from meat dairy product but you can get the zinc supplementation separately mm-hmm. vitamin c there has been studied that 1 gram of vitamin c 5 times in a week 
for 3 month literally improved the sperm quality and sperm uh, motility really yes and even the in this part of the world is uh, vitamin d deficiency is very very common so you have to treat the vitamin d deficiency as well so vitamin d deficiency uh-huh. so are you saying get out in the sun get out in the sun but not with the uv rays get out in the sun with the normal uh, vitamin d rays okay that happens very very early morning early morning yeah. get out into the beautiful sun mm-hmm. uh, but apart from that should we be taking vitamin d supplements because of yes. course this affects yes. women as well women as well yeah so take your vitamin d supplements mm-hmm. zinc vitamin c mm-hmm. and then there are some certain herbal products also coming up one is fenugreek nowadays you must be knowing it fenugreek is also helping and along with there is one more thing is ashwagandha these really boost up the What's that last one? Say it again. Ashwagandha. Ashwagandha. I I don't know the uh, scientific name of it, but it does uh, improves the sperm motility. You will get this all supplementation and cocutane and all all this especially comes up in a Uh, pharmacy with the herbal product. That is so interesting because um you know as we know things like fenugreek hmm. very popular in uh Indian cooking. Yes. Um and as well as you know cooking in this uh, part of the world as well we do use it in yeah. our cooking. Fenugreek has really important role. It is very good. It is like you know a daily product or daily uh, utilization of a fenugreek which really boost up everything it boost up your immune system it helps to for the male infertility also it increases for a female it just improves the hormonal system post delivery also for the milk uh, expression uh milk content has to increased by the fenugreek seeds that is so amazing mm. fenugreek i'm just going to be adding that to the list uh to the shopping list in fact that's amazing dr manisha what an absolute pleasure from aster clinic avashagara what a pleasure it is to have you thank you <laughs> thank you so much this is post 95 tune in live every weekday from 10am